What is good, everybody? This is Kevin Lucas, aka Kevo Bands, aka Kevo, whatever you guys want to call me, man. This is real basketball talk, no hot takes presented to you guys by no other than 265 Media. Hopefully, all you guys are doing well out there. Hopefully, all you guys are staying safe. Continue to stay the course, and I promise you guys, good things are headed your way. And let's just jump right into today's topic, man. So, a few weeks ago, earlier this month, Walsh came out and tweeted that the Utah Jazz are showing a willingness to listen on possible trade scenarios regarding Donovan Mitchell. Now, in my opinion, this was inevitable. It was only a matter of time before this happens. A lot of people like to talk about when the Jazz traded Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn, that was the beginning that things are headed for a drastic change in Utah. And I disagree with that because I've seen this coming because in February, when Joe Ingles tore his ACL and they traded him to Portland, that is when I knew that it was a wrap for this era of Utah Jazz basketball with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert at the helm leading this team. And it wasn't a failure in my opinion. Yes, they didn't do what they wanted to do in the postseason. But in my opinion, you got to put a lot of blame on Justin Zanuck, who's the general manager, because this team was a team full of misfits. And when you get to the playoffs, expose all teams' flaws. Every single team that makes it to the playoffs, it exposes every team's biggest weakness and their biggest strength, which is fine. But when you look at the Utah Jazz roster, it was really just a roster full of misfits because Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, for one, the two-star players, their games do not complement each other. Donovan is an undersized shooting guard. Rudy is one of the best rim protectors in the league, but he doesn't really have a versatile offensive package. He doesn't have a floater game, doesn't have a post game, doesn't have a drop step. Like he's all defense all the time, which is fine because I think he's going to work out just fine next to Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. But I just don't think the fit in Utah was the right fit. So in my opinion, Danny Ainge and the rest of the people that are in the Utah Jazz's front office are doing the right thing and saying, forget this, let's move on, it's run its course, it's time to go in a different direction. And so, with that, Donovan Mitchell right now is only 25 years young. He will be 26 by the start of next season. He turns 26 in early September. And on top of that, he is currently on a five-year, $163 million max contract deal, which he rightfully deserves and earned. And he will be a unrestricted free agent in 2026, meaning the team that trades for Donovan Mitchell is going to have him for a guaranteed four seasons at the least. And that's if they're able to work out an extension, possibly get him for even longer than that. But I want to put some credit and respect on Donovan Mitchell's name because ever since he walked into the NBA five years ago, he's averaged 20 plus points per game every single season for the past five seasons. That is not easy to do, especially as a rookie, to come into a situation where they just lost Gordon Hayward, they were trying to find their next star, and then step in right into it, right off the jump, and average 20 points per game as a rookie, that is not easy to do whatsoever. And so I've been seeing a lot of Knicks fans, especially talking about that they don't want Donovan Mitchell, and he's not this and he's not that. He can't be the number one option on a championship team. And so that leads me to our topic that I really want to get into today, and that's about the Knicks getting Donovan Mitchell. Because as of right now, I think we all know and have heard that the Knicks are the current front runners to land Donovan Mitchell because of the draft capital that they've acquired and the young players that they've drafted over the years. And so I do think 
eventually is going to happen that Donovan Mitchell sometime in the summer or fall, it will be announced that he is going to be traded from the Jazz to the New York Knicks. And so with that, I want to say first and foremost, to any Knicks fan that is rejecting the idea of possibly adding Donovan Mitchell onto your team, it's time for you guys to wake up. And I'm a Miami Heat fan. You guys should know this, but I want to say this is about to sound crazy and ludicrous and all these different things, but I genuinely want the New York Knicks to be a good NBA team. I really do because watching the Knicks play in the playoffs a couple years ago when they played against the Atlanta Hawks and they lost in the first round, I believe in five games, their fans were electric and dynamic and they were fun. And the Madison Square Garden was rocking. I wasn't even there, but you can just feel the energy through the TV screen. You know what I'm saying? I want the Knicks to put a watchable basketball product onto the court because if we're being honest, the team just has not been that good. Ever since Carmelo left, the team has just not been that good, especially the past few years. Ever since Julius Randle has taken this leap into being a pretty good NBA player, they just don't look good. And again, they made it to the playoffs, understand it, it's good, it's all of that. But first and foremost, like when it comes to potentially adding Donovan Mitchell, no one player, no matter how great they are, are going to automatically turn the New York Knicks into a championship contending team. And then on top of that, if you're a Knicks fan, you should not even think about being a championship contender because it's only a limited amount of teams that are actually real deal contenders in the NBA currently. And before you could even be a championship contending team, you have to be a playoff contending team. So what does that mean is that before you, Knicks fans even start thinking about trying to win a championship, how about let's take baby steps first and try and think about just making it to the playoffs year in and year out because they can't even do that right now. And that is not a knock on them because honestly, like the roster isn't terrible. Like it's not good compared to the rest of the NBA, which is really talented. But if you drop this Knicks team like a decade ago in that game back then, this team isn't that bad, but I do some of the young players that they have between Deuce McBride, I think is going to be a really good point guard for them down the line. The more he earns Tom Thibodeau's trust. Obi Toppin shows some signs of life this past season. He could end up being pretty good. RJ Barrett, I'm not as high on RJ Barrett as most Knicks fans are. They think he's his next star and things like that. I think he's in between the average NBA player and a star player. So that's a really good NBA player nonetheless. So I'm not taking anything away from RJ. I think he's good. I just don't think he's as great as Nick fans try to portray him to be. Emmanuel quickly has easily been one of the bright spots, the young bright spots for the Knicks organization. He's only going to continue to get better and better as a scorer and an overall player in this league. Quentin Grimes is a name that I want people to start to look out for because he is going to crack the rotation. And he is going to play meaningful minutes for the New York Knicks for the foreseeable future. And then you got Mitchell Robinson, who's pretty good. But another name I want you guys to look out for is Jericho Sims. Super athletic, rebounds the hell of the ball, lives above the rim. He's just a monster when it comes to his athleticism and his verticality. I think he's only going to continue to get better and better. So they do have a pretty good crop of nice, young, up-and-coming players. And then on top of that, you have a steady veteran point guard coming off the bench in Derrick Rose, who's been a revelation for them, been just absolutely phenomenal. Even though he's getting up there in age, D. Rose has still been consistent. and He does not get enough credit for bouncing back from all the injuries that he's endured through and gone through throughout the course of his career, but he's still doing it at a high level. So D. Rose deserves a ton of credit and a ton of respect. And so I'm not really a fan 
of guys like Julius Randle and Evan Fournier because my one thing with Julius Randle, he is a good player. I'm not going to knock him or diminish what he's done and accomplished throughout the course of his career. But my one knock on him is that I've watched Julius Randle since he was in high school, back when he was playing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I watched him at Kentucky. And the things that he did to make him successful and help him become the NBA player that he is today is not what he's been doing for the New York Knicks. And I understand he played with the late, great Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace. And he's been motivated like a lot of us by Kobe being Bryant. But you're not Kobe. And that's not a knock because obviously Kobe Bryant's one of the greatest players of all time. But when you watch Julius Randle play, he has a tendency to take fadeaway shots. And when you watch him at Kentucky, when you watch him in high school, even throughout the early portions of his young NBA career playing with the Lakers in the brief stint that he had in New Orleans, Julius Randle is not a fadeaway type of guy. He's a guy that's going to bully you. He's going to get to that right shoulder and he's going to finish with his left hand every single time. He needs to get back to that because I do not like, I'm not even a Knicks fan, but the few times that I watched the Knicks play, watching Julius Randle settle for tough contested fadeaway shots consistently is just not a good brand of basketball to be playing. So I like the Knicks bringing in a guy like Jalen Brunson. If you don't like his contract, whatever, I think you had to give it to him because Jalen Brunson brings a calm, steady, and collective presence to the New York Knicks. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about, oh, Jalen Brunson's not a point guard. That is an insane statement to make because if you watch Jalen Brunson at Stevenson High School in Illinois and then at for the McIrvin Fire on the EYBL circuit and then at Villanova where he won two national championships under the legend, legendary Jay Wright, Yes, Jalen Brunson is a point guard. And just because he played in Dallas, I think a lot of people think that he's just like an off-the-ball shooting guard. No, you got to look at situations for what they are. In Dallas, Luka Doncic is going to have the ball in his hands 90% of the time. But when Luka wasn't playing in those first few games in the series against the Utah Jazz, Jalen Brunson had the ball in his hands, and he was making plays as a scorer and a facilitator. So I think going to the Knicks, I think a part of the reason that he decided to go to the Knicks, aside from his pops, and getting the money, I think it's the fact that he's going to get the ball in his hands a lot more than he would have playing in Dallas. And he's going to be able to be a real point guard. He's going to be able to tell Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett to calm down sometimes and to take better shots. He's going to be able to get them in their spots and set them up for good, easy looks. And I think that's what the Knicks have been missing is that real point guard because they tried the Kemba Walker experiment. Sadly, it didn't work out. I thought it was going to be successful. I thought he was going to have a nice homecoming. I thought Everything was going to be peaches and cream. It didn't work out like that. Kemba's a liability on defense. He's been dealing with knee injuries and different things like that. And that's the matter is, as much as I hate to admit this, it's just, it seems like it's the end of the line for Kemba Walker when it comes to his NBA career. But getting Jalen Brunson helps make the Knicks a better team than what they were a season ago. And then you add in Isaiah Hardenstein again, a guy that I think is going to come in immediately and be an impactful player in their front court and do all the little things that they need in order to be successful. And if you add Donovan Mitchell potentially on top of all the things that I just said, that makes the New York Knicks a better team. And for all the Knicks fans that are talking about they don't want Donovan Mitchell, it's not even about wanting Donovan Mitchell. It's about getting a legitimate star caliber player on your roster. You are not going to have any type of success if you don't have a legit star on your roster. Could RJ Barrett potentially be that down the line? Yes, I have no doubt about that in my mind. Do I think it's going to happen? Maybe. I'm 50-50 on that. I'm leaning no, but could it happen? Absolutely. I'm not denying that 
possibility whatsoever. But Donovan Mitchell is a walking 30 ball. You know what I'm saying? He can go on any given night and give you 30. He can close out games. He's a big-time scorer. And that was a big issue with the Knicks is that their defense was pretty solid, but offensively, they're just nowhere near what you need to be in order to be a successful offense in the NBA in today's game. And so getting a guy like Donovan Mitchell makes life easier for everybody on this roster because then you can make R.J. Barrett from a second option to potentially a third or a fourth option. And the same thing with Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm Tibbs and we get Donovan Mitchell, of course Donovan Mitchell is going to get the rock in his hands the most. Then Jalen Brunson should get it. And then R.J. Barrett and then Julius Randle, in my opinion. I know they gave Julius Randle a big contract, and I know he might not want to be a fourth option, especially because he's been the number one option for the past few years. But let's be honest, if you get a guy like Donovan Mitchell and you have Jalen Brunson, these are guys that have had big-time playoff moments. They played in meaningful basketball games throughout the course of their young career so far in the NBA, and that's just how it should be. If you're Tibbs, you have to make that adjustment, and you got to sit down with Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and be honest about the direction of the team is going in and say, okay, we got better players. We're trying to move in the right direction. We're trying to be a consistent playoff team, and this is what it's going to take, and we're going to need you guys to sacrifice just like any successful team. Sacrifice has to be a part of the DNA. It's just how it goes. So I honestly think no Donovan Mitchell does not make the New York Knicks a championship contender. Again, no one player in the NBA is going to come in right now as constructed with this Knicks roster and turn them into a championship contender. That's just unrealistic. It's not going to happen. But the biggest thing is this. For all the Knicks fans out there that are doubting Donovan Mitchell, if you get Donovan Mitchell or when you guys get Donovan Mitchell, because I believe you guys are going to get Donovan Mitchell, the best thing about him is that Donovan Mitchell has great relationships with other young stars throughout the NBA. And getting one star helps attract getting a second star. And that is when we can start actually talking about the New York Knicks as actual, maybe legitimate championship contending team. But right now, if you're Scott Perry, if you're Leon Rose, if you're World Wide West, the biggest thing that they should be focused on is making the Knicks a watchable basketball product and making them a successful playoff team year in and year out. Not even just a successful playoff team, but just trying to get the Knicks to be a team that is in the postseason year in and year out. That should be the number one objective for the New York Knicks front office is no more missing the playoffs, especially because we got playing games now. So it's two additional teams that have a chance to get into the field of eight and be in the postseason. And the Knicks should be somewhere in that pecking order. So if I'm the Knicks, man, you should go all in. I'm, I'm not buying these reports that Danny Ainge is looking for seven to eight first round picks just because they got so many first-round picks in exchange for Rudy Gobert. I'm not buying that. If you're the Knicks, if you're Leon Rose, if you're Scott Perry, stand firm. Again, you guys are currently the leader in the clubhouse for the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. Stand firm. Let this play out. We know the Jazz are not in a rush to shop Donovan Mitchell, but ultimately, they're probably going to, and they should. And if you're the Knicks, stand pat. Don't fold. Don't buy in to all the quick things like that. Just stand firm. You're going to get Donovan Mitchell, and you're going to make your team better. And at the end of the day, that's what it should be about. It should be trying to improve your team every single offseason so that they can have some type of more success next season. Again, the Knicks only won 37 games last year. With Donovan Mitchell, I promise you they're winning 40-plus at the least. I really want to say 45-plus, but that might be a little bit too much. But 
getting a guy like Donovan Mitchell helps out a lot for the New York Knicks. And at, at this point, if you're the Knicks, you just want your team to get better, man. So in my opinion, if I'm the Knicks, go all in. If you're the Jazz, get as much picks as you can in return for Donovan Mitchell. Again, I don't think they're going to get seven to eight first round picks. That's just insane to me. So it is what it is. The Jazz, they did what they were supposed to do for the most part. Again, didn't have the playoff success that they probably would have liked. But some things just run this course, man. Quinn Snyder left. You traded Joe Ingles. You traded Royce O'Neal. You traded Rudy Gobert. And now it just feels like Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson are the last remaining pieces and Boyan Bogdanovich are the last remaining pieces of what the Utah Jazz have had for the past few years. But if you're the Knicks, man, this is an opportunity that you cannot pass up. You have to seize the moment. You have to go out and get that real legit bucket getter and make the most of your opportunity and do whatever you can to make the Knicks a better basketball team so you can get more support from your fan base and you can't continue to let your fans down because Knicks fans are dedicated. That's the reason I really mess with them. They're passionate. You know what I'm saying? Even when the Knicks have been terrible, Knicks fans have stood by their side. Even when James Dolan has been on BS, Knicks fans have still been there. If I was a Knicks fan personally, I probably would have told fellow Knicks fans to boycott. Do not go to the games. Do not support this product. It's not a good basketball product. But if you get Donovan Mitchell, you get the highlight plays. You get the lob passes. You get the big oohs and the odds plays. You get the poster dunks. All of that. Donovan Mitchell is the goods, man. Donovan Mitchell is a really good young up-and-coming star in the National Basketball Association. You do whatever you can if you're a team like the Knicks to go out and acquire a talent like that because he is New York through and through. I know he already has ties off the court, but just imagining what he'd do on the court is special, man. So I just had to come here today and leave you guys with that message, man. Go get Donovan Mitchell. If you're the Knicks, go get Spider. Get that man out of Utah. He deserves to be in a bigger market. And I think the Knicks is the perfect opportunity for him, man. So as always, I appreciate you guys for tapping in. Peace.